Another Am I Wrong where you came to someone's rescue, someone who was having some issues with uh, picking sides after a divorce. And I think once you take a step back, this one kind of uh, came into frame quite easily, plus fireside country poetry. Always fun when we do that. And uh, spelling not the strong suit of our gentleman in the trash flash today. No, no, it was not. But we had a dang good time, and you'll hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly Wood. Fireside Country Poetry is when Wood reads us some country music lyrics in a very poetic fashion. And Brian Riley and I got to see if we can figure out what song it is. Ugh. All right, let's get into it. All right, you can buzz in as any animal you would like. All Kelly right. Jordan, what animal? I hate this part of it. Um, a snake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brian Riley, what animal will you be today? A dog. Woof. There we go. All right. Now I need the song title and artist of all songs. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, come on. Here we go. I've been deep down in that darkness. I've been down to my last match. No. Yes, Kelly Jordan. Is it If You're Going Through Hell by Rodney Atkins? It is. I was about to say that. Step off the straight and narrow and you don't know where you are. Use the needle of your compass to sew up your broken heart. I'm not going to lie, Brian Riley. I'm even shocked I got that Uh, so quickly. I heard it right away. I was like, I know that song. That's a jam, though. That's a thing. By the time I felt the courage to give my animal, you were already. (laughs) I came to play today. All right, here we go. Thanks. Song and poem (laughs) number two. And I became a friend a friend would like to have. And all of a sudden, going fishing wasn't such. Uh, Tim McGraw. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, uh, I need Live to like so- you were dying, Tim McGraw. Correct! Yeah! <laughs> That's number two. Is this when I was in my early 40s With a lot of life before me yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm in the zone today, yeah, I guess, gentlemen. Can we do two-second tune? I can beat him in that. <laughs> I spent most of... That's a sad one. Oh, <laughs> I know, that's such a, but it's a good song. Let's make that clip quick. That's a sad one. All, All right. right. Hooey. Song and poem number three. Are we ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. She was sipping on Southern and singing Marshall Tucker. We were falling in love in the sweet... Oh, oh, oh. Heart of Summer. <laughs> Kelly! Is it ba- Brad Paisley, uh, Old Alabama? No! Oh, the king has fallen. She hopped right up into the cab of my truck and said, Fire it up. Let's oh. go get this. Shoot! Am I under no. penalty? Damn it! <laughs> I'm just going to let it play out now. Just just really just burn Fire you. Fire it up. Let's go <laughs> get this thing stuck. Ooh. Baby, you're a song. <laughs> you make me want to roll my windows oh, oh. down. Uh, woof. I'm going to say uh, that's Florida Georgia Line Cruise. Correct! Now, the thing is, it's uh, two to one, my lead. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. So, how much is this tiebreaker worth? 1.5 points. Wow, weird. Actually, I think the back it was 1.6. <laughs> but here we go. Now, this is a 2000s. One hit wonder. Okay. From Austin, Texas. He was a rapper. <laughs> and Kelly played him on the radio. All right. I Are hope. we ready? Yeah, let's go. Come Here on. we go. Sometimes the system goes on the blink and the whole thing turns out wrong. You might not make it back and you know that you could be well, oh, that strong. 
And I'm not wrong. What the, what the heck? Because you had a bad day. Oh, oh, oh. Bad, no, whoa, whoa, Kelly whoa. Jordan. Daniel Powder, bad day. How did you know that? <laughs> now, would you have known the name of the artist, Brian? Yeah, I would okay. have had it. You know how I know this? It's because I do a show on a, a light FM station as well. Yes. Almost every day on your way home. Yeah. Daniel Potter. Remember when people would get eliminated from American Idol and they would play this song as a It was like such a slap in the face. No, you think Daniel Potter would be proud of that? He's known as like the losing song. Like when you lose, you just play Daniel Potter. Well, I'm sure as long as his check cashes, yeah. he doesn't care. <laughs> when you're a one-hit wonder, I'm pretty sure any attention you get is good. <laughs> well, look, man. I'm going to take the win today, Brian. I hope so, because you did win. It it feels good. It doesn't happen often on this show. But when I get the win, we celebrate in today's round of Fireside Country Poetry. Kelly and Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something, so they call us up and you are able to help them out. That's why we have Victoria on the phone with us this morning. Victoria, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Yeah, so I, just to give you the backstory, so... Me and uh, uh, my friend, this specific person, have been friends for quite a long time. Um, and we've gone kind of through ebbs and flows in our relationship. But um, she got married to this really great guy. And we ended up, me and my husband, kind of doing a lot of double dates with them. And um, over the years, I feel like I've just become a lot closer with her husband than I really honestly ever was with her. And we're just, like, really good buddies. He gets along so well with my husband. I mean, he, like, babysits my kids sometimes. It's 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 really a nice relationship. And now um, they have been together for probably about five years. They are really sort of going through a pretty nasty separation. And I, I think it's kind of officially they're going to get divorced. And I, you know, I, I'm in this kind of in between a, a rock and a hard place because I have become just a lot better friends with her husband and in this sort of like they really do not want to see each other they don't want to be in the same space and I'm getting a little bit of blowback because I feel like I've officially decided that I'm going to just really stick with him and and be his friend rather than focus on keeping her in my life and I feel like our friend group doesn't really is not okay with that idea that's essentially my question here. Okay. What is the cause of their divorce? Was somebody unfaithful to the other one, or is it just they're just not getting along? Yeah, I think it's kind of an irreconcilable differences thing. I know that she has been very jealous, and so not of me or anything or, or our family, but she just is very, like, she doesn't like for him to go out without her. She calls him all the time. It just feels like it's a kind of toxic situation. And now, then, oh, go ahead, Wood. I was gonna say, like, are you her best friend, or does she have other friends too? I, I mean, honestly, she, I wouldn't consider myself her best friend, but I don't think she has like a really wide net of close friends. Like a lot of the people that she knows and that hang out in our friend group are kind of like better friends of mine than they are of her. Sure. But I don't. I, I mean, I'm surely she has a support net where she has people she can talk to. It just. I just kind of feel like it shouldn't be me, you know? Okay. And you said you and your husband have grown close to him, right? So this is strictly innocent. It's just friendship stuff. Oh, whoa. What? Totally innocent. Yeah. Totally, totally innocent. 
he's just a really good friend. Like um, him and my husband kind of grew up in the same place. And so they have friends in common from when they were kids. And it just kind of was like, I don't know. It's just a little complicated, you know? Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Well, so what are your friends that are against it? Why are they against it? Is it a loyalty thing? Why are they so against it? I think so. Like uh, this girl and I have been friends for a really long time, probably since we were like teenagers. And it just is like we've been in our lives orbiting for a really long time. And, uh, you know, uh, over the last 20 years, we've gone from like acquaintances to friends back to people who maybe, you know, I I don't know. I maybe would say that uh, she feels closer to me than I've ever felt to her, if that makes sense. That makes 100 percent sense. And, you know, like the thing about it is, you know, friendships change. Friendships yep. evolve, um, you know. And obviously this friendship has evolved at some point in time. Maybe this is just the next step. Now, I should ask, does he have a lot of friends of his own? He does. I mean, he's just kind of a gregarious guy. Like, I feel like he, um, yeah, I feel like he's got a big group of friends and a support system. So, but that doesn't really, like... It's just about who I guess I feel closer to. He doesn't, like, need us, but, yeah, yeah, I guess he might need us more than he needs us, but I don't know. I guess I don't know what that means, really, if that matters. I'm not going to lie to you. I was trying to find a way to make him feel better. Like, oh, yeah, he has no one else. All right, well, then there, you know. But, well, Uh hey, that's why why you call. Yeah. Now, this is what we do, uh, Victoria. Is we're gonna put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls. You'll be able to hear all the texts coming in. We'll find out: Are you wrong for choosing someone who wasn't originally your friend as your friends now go through a divorce? Yeah, I would love to know people's opinions. <laughs> all right, hold on one second, and we'll get to the bottom of that. All right, so Victoria needs our help. Three two zero six five six nine four five three is the phone number. We already got some texts calling in or coming in. We got already so many sitting on hold. So let's do this and let's help Victoria out. Am I wrong? Kelly and Wood. All right. When you got two friends going through a divorce and you choose the opposite friend that you came into the relationship with, does that make sense? Mm hmm. Is that wrong? Are you wrong for doing that? That's Victoria's problem. She was friends with her friend for a while. Her friend got married. Now getting a divorce, she became friends with the husband and wants to know, is it wrong if she kind of chooses his side? Uh, we have great text rolling in here. Brian texted this one in. says This is actually something I've kind of gone through here the past couple of years is I've had to evaluate my friendships with becoming a parent and moving. Friendships come and go in and out of your life. That's true. Go with the one that actually... You kind of feel like a friend to. Uh, another text, Jill's text in says, if you stick with your friend over the husband, you're not going to be a very true friend as you don't feel close to that person as the husband. That's the clean truth there. Nicole jumping into the Kelly Jordan mindset. I feel like the lady has feelings for this man, so she's picking him <laughs> to keep him in, quote, the group. Hold on a second now. Hold on, player. I didn't say I was clarifying to make sure she didn't have feelings for this guy. And she says no. Right. I, you know, We need to know these things. If we're going to make an accurate judgment, am I wrong? These are the facts. Uh, Luann, I kind of with you on this one. Do you have to choose just one? Can't you still be friends with both? They say that they're kind of not in that stage just yet. Boy, I feel like they would be like trying to insult the other one in front of you all the time and stuff. You know, It's I, tough. I feel like there would just be tons of friction if you tried to do that. I'm sure there's people that have been out there that have gone through that part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, let's keep the calls. Keep the text coming in. 320-656-9453. What do you think? I guess I would choose the original friend unless there was something that happened in that time. But that's really hard. I've had a few friends um, that have split in the last few years, and we've remained friends with both. 
So So how do you how do you pull how do you pull that off? Is it just a matter of kind of planning things out where they're not gonna be together or Oh, for sure. Yep. You know, whether it's one of us with one of them, one with the other. Um, but fortunately, the ones that um, have had to deal with this and divorcing are still amicable, um, great co-parents, and still good friends. So that doesn't always happen, obviously. But right. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I don't know. That's, that's just a little strange. Like I said, unless something happened between her and the female friend, um, I would definitely remain friends with her as well. So. Yeah, it's so hard, you know, and we always think, you know, obviously you think of like kids first when it comes to any sort of thing like this, but obviously there's other relationships that kind of grow out of it. And man, sometimes you got to make a tough decision. Yeah, and some of them are. And, you know, there is certain times that you're going to have to not hang out with one or the other. I don't know. That's um, that's hard. Yeah. You know, I think it'll come to her. I think the decision will come to her naturally. So hopefully if that's what's going to happen and she wants to remain friends with him, then um, then that was the right decision. All right. Thank you so much for the call. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. Let's keep the text coming in. we got a couple people sitting on hold, so hold on. I'll get to you guys, and we'll help Victoria out with this situation. Kelly and Wood. Choosing a friend in a divorce. How do you do it? That's Victoria's problem because she had a friend who got married. Over the course of this marriage, she's kind of become better friends with the husband. Now they're all getting a divorce, and she wants to pick the husband's side. Is she wrong for doing that? Uh, Text rolling in here. How about this one? I'm going to leave names out of it. Uh, My male best friend for the past 34 years was from this exact type situation. Yes, I had no feelings for him, Kelly. Hey, oh! We were just always really good friends, and we hit it off. And obviously, after 34 years, that friendship has continued on. I think on. it might make it. Uh, how about this? Again, leaving names out of it. When my daughter was getting divorced, the whole family made it clear to her that if she tried to uh, you know, go ahead and do some stuff with the son, you know, about the custody stuff, yeah, we were on his side. Dang. People may say we're wrong, but just that's how we all felt. Other people going through this, hey, aren't we all adults? This kind of backs up to our last caller. You shouldn't have to pick sides. You can hang out with them separate, set boundaries. And by the way, if they end up, one of them starts making it difficult. Cut them out. Well, then you know that's the wrong person to be hanging out with. Other people say, no, you're not wrong. You're friends after all. You're not married to this person. You're able to go with who you think is best. Other ones saying, well, what about him? Have we asked him? Is he awkward about continuing the situation? Doesn't sound like it. No, it doesn't sound like it at all. So I, I think I think we're kind of coming to a little bit of a consensus here. All right. We got someone on the phone who says they went through something like this. Yeah, we went through the same thing about seven years ago with a couple, and we stuck with him. He was just, we were just closer to him. No feelings or nothing on my part, but as a couple, they, I don't know, she was just different and he was just more like us and (laughs) we kept in touch with him for years and and now it's faded a little bit and I have no idea where she is, but we we talked to him once in a while here and there, but things happen and and you kind of just gather towards the ones that you get along best with. When they got married, were you good friends with her? When they we we got together with them years after they got married. Okay. And years after we got married, we we found them at a campground, and we all had families, and we kind of hung out with each other at um at the campground as families. But then things I don't know she 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 just got weird, and yeah, they just split up and whatnot, and we just went with him, and yeah, but yeah, it happens. 
It All does. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with evolving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have her just go with her gut feeling, and if it don't work with her, it, it just doesn't. You can't make a friendship where no friendship is. Words to live by. What, what do you say we get Victoria back on and give her her judgment? Come on now. All right, Victoria, you heard all the calls. You heard all the texts. Your judgment today, and am I wrong? Seems like most people are on your side. They think it's okay that you have kind of switched friends throughout the course of this marriage. Oh, okay. I am, I feel relieved. Like, I feel like there's always this sort of like, like girl code thing. And I think sometimes it's like most of the times that's great. And I abide by that. But sometimes I'm just like, it is not right anymore. It's just kind of not right anymore. Yeah. Now, so people are asking like, hey, you know, could you just hang out with them separately? Like, you, you know, just because all right, you may be hanging out with him more. Are you just like, hey, I'm done with this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put that in my rearview mirror and go with it that way. Or is maybe the divorce that that ugly? I think that's the thing. Is she's the one that's making the problem. Like, she's the one that's asking, like, don't invite him. Like, don't have him when you have me. And it's like, you know, like, we have birthday parties or things in our life that we want all of our friends to come to. And I don't feel comfortable uninviting him because she's going, like, they should deal with that. Right. She should decide whether to come if he's coming that's not my problem you know well that, and it, she's putting you in that spot so then you know don't be you know if you don't want to see what happens when you put somebody in an uncomfortable situation don't put them in an uncomfortable situation <laughs> right that is what i'm saying thank you i think you're fine yeah i you know yeah. i was kind of on your side to begin with and now after everything you're all in yeah you know yeah. at the end of the day especially if she was the one who made things uncomfortable for everybody? Add to hell with it. <laughs> well, the law has spoken, Victoria, and now you know that you can proceed uh, free from any sort of shackles. Thank you so much. Kevin, you would. Who can come up with as many things as possible in 60 seconds? And that's how Minute to Win It works. The last person to get all their stuff out underneath this category before the buzzer goes off wins. I don't know. Yes. Uh, it'll make sense once we play it. Oh, sorry, Brian Riley. There you go. I don't want to turn on my mic because you don't want to lose. I see how it is. All right, so what is our category that we have to come up with things today, Wood? Hey, come on, man. Everyone's up eating breakfast. I want breakfast oh, foods. My favorite meal of the day. Is it? Oh, my God. I love doing breakfast for dinner, man. Okay. That is one of my favorites. My wife likes that, too. It's not my bag. My new thing is is uh, spinach uh, omelet. Okay. I'm just saying. Was that your ace in the hole? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a healthy meal, a spinach omelet, it don't get much more healthy than Spinach. That. Okay. Spinaca, as they say in my wife's motherland. Sure. All right. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. Breakfast foods. Minute to win it. Rock and roll. Spinach Egg. omelet. Oh, oh. Huh? Spinach omelet. Oh, okay. I'll just go eggs, like poached, scrambled, right. over easy, though, all of them. <laughs> eggs. I'm not we're going to contest that later on in life. Bacon. So I, can't, so I can't say scotch egg then. Well, Scottish egg. There you go. Scotch egg is wrapped in uh, sausage. All bacon. Every kind of Sauc- bacon. How about cereal? Throw cereal there up you go. in there. Sausage. No, no one's thinking about that. Ooh, pancakes. Yeah. All right. Waffles. Waffles is a good one. French toast. How about a nice quiche? There you go. I don't know what a quiche is. What's a quiche? It's like an egg bake, I think. Mm-hmm. Egg bake? It's like a lasagna. <laughs> we don't know. We're just guessing. How about hash browns? Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Burritos. Uh, muffin. Did anybody talk. say muffin? No. Nope. How about a cinnamon roll? How about donuts? There you go. What was that thing we had in here the other day? A king cake? Is that breakfast? Nah, I don't think Granola? so. Granola? That's a, a clear. Oh, did anybody say oatmeal? Danish? No. Mm-hmm. All right. Protein <laughs> shakes. I Canadian don't... bacon. 
jam. Chorizo. Oh. Oh. I went over the buzzer. I know I went over the buzzer. Well, I said sausage, so all sausages don't count. What do you mean? For, well, Wood said eggs, so he said all eggs don't yeah. count. Okay. Well, why do you get so upset about this game? <laughs> are you, I get are you saying my chorizo doesn't count? No, because we said sausage. No, so that's different count. than my sausage. chorizo is like a... Yeah. Sausage. It's from a different country, so I think that... that <laughs> if you ordered sausage and chorizo showed up, you would send it oh, back. I hate chorizo. Well, if you order regular, if you order eggs over easy and you get scrambled... They're You'd different. Send it back. That's, true. Well, that's so why I said it. everything. All right, guys, guys, guys. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know why he's getting upset. Let's <sighs> let's not. Let, you see what you see what minute to win it is doing to us. It's turning us against each other. Sorry, I watched a mosh pit video before we started this, so I'm real amped so up. You were pumped up. Yeah. Nice to know your mind was on the show. Calm it down. Well, I had to get fired up for the the game. Uh, who? Won? I don't even know who won. <laughs> I think I didn't. I know I didn't because my chorizo. I didn't even guess anything, so I think Wood won. <laughs> All right, Wood takes it. Today's hey. minute to win it. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. So there's a guy named Jimmy LaPert. He was actually born in Chile, but now lives in Virginia. Well, he was reading about tens of thousands of Chilean children being stolen from hospitals back in the 70s and 80s. So as he was reading about this, he realized that a lot of kids who were born to poor mothers or poor single mothers were taken from hospitals and the reason why they were taking taken is because the moms had not neither the resources nor the knowledge on how to get their children back Ugh. isn't that um, isn't that just wild and so essentially he was part of a child trafficking ring now he was actually adopted when he was younger so his life didn't go as bad as some of the other tens of thousands of kids they say were taken from hospitals well he was reading up on this and he read about a guy who was as a free was helping people reconnect with their birth mothers I guess this is an expensive process to do he said that he had a name on his adoption papers but had no idea where his mom even was what country she was in had just couldn't even didn't even know where square one was yeah well luckily this gentleman helped jimmy lapert out and found out that his mom was living in chile now he had no money to get over there but he was like i haven't seen my mom since birth 42 years he said i'm not gonna let it be 43 sold his truck bought a ticket to chile and was able to reunite with his mom this is what he said the reunion was like how do you hug someone in a way that makes up for 42 years of hugs? That's what you're doing in that moment. 42 years robbed, stolen from us, all crashing into this moment. 42 years, but not 43. Never 43. So you can imagine, he said the gravity of the situation, he said he felt like he was suffocating as he was walking up to his mother's house because he had never met his birth mom. How weird. Now, Jimmy has decided that his life's work now is going to be to help children who are in his same position reunite with their birth parents or their birth moms, because he said that this was the best moment of his entire life. Obviously, I, I can't even imagine what that would right. feel like. It's, it's just so beyond the realm of our understanding. But he said that more children, he said to date, only about 450 kids have been reunited with their birth mom. And he said that's just not enough out of the tens of thousands that were stolen from hospitals. So now his life's work is to help other people accomplish this. And it's crazy. It's something that, like, we just, okay. You know, like, we take yeah. for such granted that, oh, no, that would never happen. Right. You know? Or you just think about it when, I like, I get annoyed with my mom or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like these poor people never even knew their parents. Just insane. That's an unbelievable story, man. But it had a happy ending after all. And that's why it was on happy hour. Gotta have it. You see how that goes? 
And we'll keep doing these day in and day out, man. I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of the entire morning because it puts a smile on my face, and hopefully it does the same for you. Thanks to Audio Video Extremes, that was your happy hour. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting yeah. that uh, no one else does. <laughs> and I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. So this was really interesting. I never knew this before. So I always wondered how Hulk Hogan was able to use the term Hulk Hogan. Now, he had other names like early on in his career. I think Terry Boulder was one of them. Hmm. His real name is Terry... Boleo. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think Terry Boulder was one. (laughs) Didn't really stick. Well, finally, Hulk Hogan stuck. But the problem with Hulk Hogan was... It was licensed to Marvel Comics. The Incredible Hulk was so close that Marvel Comics took the WWE, at that time the WWF, to court over the name Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Now, Hulk Hogan had already made such a name for himself at this time, which is probably why he was on Marvel's radar, that they said, we don't want to change the name. What can we do? What kind of agreement can we reach where we can keep the name Hulk Hogan? Well, Marvel said, here's what we want. We want 90% of 1% of the uh, merchandising, which I don't know how that works. So it's like 0.9%? Why would you just ask for 1%? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was just such a huge moneymaker that, I don't know. But either way, so they wanted that. And then every time that Hulk Hogan either appeared on camera or appeared in the ring, whether it was on TV or not, because back in the day, I guess they would probably go do live shows that weren't televised, maybe. Oh, yeah. They still do. Back in the yeah. 80s and stuff? Yeah, they still do. Okay, so every time Hulk Hogan wrestled, Marvel Comics got $100. And that was the agreement that they came to. And over the course of 20 years of him being the biggest name in wrestling, you can imagine, they made a few million off of the name Hulk just by Hulk Hogan using it. When did that agreement start? I think it was in 89, possibly. That's insane. Because he, I, I was just listening. He was on Joe Rogan not too long ago. So I listened to that podcast while I went drove down to Rochester. Yeah. And he said that he would wrestle out of 365 days, he'd wrestle 300. Yeah. So that times 100 for however many years he right. wrestled. And then it was also like, if he say that say that he appeared with Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> You guys probably don't even know who that yeah, is. the Mean oh, Gene. Come on. Okay, I don't know. Well, come on, Mean Gene. Brian's so young, I don't know. Oh. But anyway, so say he appeared with Mean Gene Oakland, and then he went and got in the ring. Well, that was $200 that they got right there. Because it was every time he appeared on camera. Jeez. They got $100. Marvel Comics collected 100 And then... <laughs> That nine, 90% of 1%, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> that, you know, that had to be millions. Well, yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, you think about how much stuff that got sold. Yeah. Did you know that Did you know that uh, Vince McMahon actually fired Hulk Hogan for a while when he appeared in Rocky Three as Thunderlips? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I fired everybody that. all the time. But it was Vince Sr. Okay. Yeah. It was the dad. He fired him because he called him and he said, I, like, it was on the podcast. He was called and he said, hey, I'm going to go do Rocky Three. And he goes, no, you're not. You have to be in Carolina or something like that. He goes, right. well, I'm not going. And he goes, well, don't show up again. Fired him. And then he ended up making a ton more money going back because he ended up wrestling in Minnesota. Right. And doing the, the Vern Gagne for thing. For AWA. Yep. And then he got hired back and he made way more money. So it like, worked out better for him. Yeah. He was, uh, to me, as a kid, Hulk Hogan was a real life superhero, it seemed like, well, right? Yeah. Because he was just, you know, he stood for everything that was pure and decent. Eat your vitamins and say your prayers, man. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy's popping Vicodin and everything else like crazy. But, I mean, I'm guessing the dude was in constant pain. Well, you have to do what you got to do. But the song, I Am a Real American, man, you ever want to get pumped up? Put that bad boy on. I, it's just good to see, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's that was that good versus bad. And he always wrestled, you know, people from, you know, like the Iron Sheik. 
that came out there and was literally every stereotype there was. Right. Could you imagine if that was the national anthem? You win a gold medal and then that song plays. I am a real (laughs) Just turn and kick whoever's off on three. (laughs) Just kick them down to the ground. Give them a suplex. Well, maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I never knew that that he had to pay Marvel Comics before. Well, and I bet you that saved Marvel's rear end. Marvel there for a while was like teetering on bankruptcy. I think that's why this came to light recently because because of that that they say like he kind of got them through the eighties. Well, I, like I know at one point in time, like when Sony was trying to buy Spider Man, Marvel said, "Hey, we'll give you everything for a little bit more," and they said, "No, we just <laughs> want Spider Man." And then of yeah. course, you know. All that Marvel blew up. Yeah. Turned out to be a gigantic moneymaker down the road. It's interesting, man. I love this kind of stuff. And that's why I bring it up. And it doesn't matter if anybody else liked it or not. But I bet you today's, I bet you people like today's. And that's why I didn't have to say it, but I'll say it anyway that sometimes. <laughs> baby, just baby. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on a trashy scale, and a trash flash. We're headed to Florida. South Carolina, my friend. South Kakalaka. Yes, that's where we have a gentleman. And as we know, Kelly, the heart can make you do some crazy things. Oh, it sure can. That's where we have 36-year-old Timothy Trammell. Now, he... Had a breakup with his girlfriend. Doesn't say what they broke up over. Just says that things didn't go the right way. Now, did Timothy decide to profess his love? Maybe get her some flowers? Write her a poem, perhaps? Who knows? No, instead he decided to vandalize her car. Ah, yeah, it's a good plan. In the middle of the day, while she was at work. Now, I should mention that she works... At a convenience store on a very popular strip in town. It's <laughs> so just right outside the window. So he kneeled down next to her 2013 Chevy Sonic and started spray painting. What is that even? Well, a needless to say, a officer was driving by and decided, hey, I got to stop that. <laughs> when he pulled over and hit the lights, that's when Trammell hit the bricks. <laughs> He tried his best to run away, but it didn't go very far. He was quickly tackled. When the officer, whoops, whoops. No, he didn't chase him. <laughs> whoops. Now, but the officer then drug him back over to the car and said, what the hell are you writing here? That's when he said, oh, read it, man. She's a cheater. The problem is he spelled it C-H-E-E-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to do a little graffiti, you may want to do a little spell check beforehand He explained that he was trying to get back at her for cheating and breaking his heart. By the way, he also had a little bit of the devil's lettuce on him. He was arrested not only for the vandalism, but also for possession of marijuana and taken to jail. That poor guy. You know, he was probably sitting there. He's like, C-H-E. Yeah. Ah, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I'll sound it out. People will sound it out. They'll know what I'm saying. Cheater. All right, let's give this one a score, shall we, Wood? Mm-hmm. Vandalizing someone's car who broke up with you. It's trashy. Big time. There's no way around it. I know the heart hurts, mm-hmm. but you can't go that route. Come on. Misspelling your vandalism. Oh. That's trashy. Yeah, and stupid. Yes. Mm-hmm. The two sometimes go hand in hand. Usually. I'm going to give that 200 points as well. All right. 
Um, having the Devils let us down, eh, whatever. Okay. Eh, we're not going to score that. Not in 2023. How about spray painting a car on the side of a road in the middle of the day? <laughs> yes. Seems trashy. There you go. That's 175 points right there. He was arrested that 75. He also ran away from the cops. That's going to get you a few points mm. right there. I'll give him 150 for running away from the cops. Okay, yeah. now we're talking here, Wood. Come on. Are you ready? Oh, my. Today, our vandalizing gentleman with a broken heart earns himself a respectable 800 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the morning that we tack on to the end of the podcast. I got on Wood's nerves a little bit today with my uh, with my accent that was getting on my family's nerves last night. I was about to say, trust me, not alone in well, any of this. If you watch Swamp People, you're okay. going to have the same kind but of just go ahead and get to it because you're going to do it up here. It's our bonus track, our first break of the day, and here it is. Kelly and Wood. This studio smelt like winter when I walked in here this morning. That's because it's 41 degrees in here. I don't think I have arthritis, but man, it feels like it in my hands right now. Mm. I, this is the best air conditioner on the planet Earth in this building right here. It, I mean, it's an older building, of course. Yes, it is. And it's weird how certain rooms are hooked up to certain rooms. Like, if you turn on the air conditioner on the other side of the building, yeah. like two rooms over here just get blasted. Freeze, yeah. I don't understand it. I've... Tired of trying to figure it out. This morning I walked in and like my headphones were ice cold. The mic was ice cold, but I'm about to heat it up. Oh, yeah. Spin stacks <laughs> wax. Everybody. You know what I'm saying to you, man. No, nah, but I mean, it's it's one of those days where you just kind of walk. Uh, and honest to God, I lost my sweatshirt over the weekend. Oh, your fresh skin tattoo one? My favorite sweatshirt. And you know who stole it? Your wife? That little punk writer. Sean's one-year-old kid. Ah. Uh, he needed a blanket. So I stepped up. So you gave him your sweatshirt? So I gave him my sweatshirt, and then he took it. Now, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't condone slapping a one-year-old. No. But if I see him... He's got a fresh one coming? I, you know what? If you don't have my sweatshirt, you better be coming. A little back of my hand. Uh, maybe they'll wash it for you. That thing was in heavy rotation. Hey! How dare you! How many times do you wa- how many times do you wear a sweatshirt before oh, you wash? Sweatshirts, I don't even know. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I know. I was just I was totally joking. It just had a little pink stain on it that I was. You watch your dirty I f- mouth. I felt like I wear this black one, so you can't tell. If this thing was any other color than black, mm-hmm. it'd probably look camouflage. You'd be so stained up. I think you can wear a sweatshirt at least two weeks. Well, because you got a filter underneath. You right. have a t-shirt underneath, so you're not putting full skin on it. And you're not like sweating. Like if it was like a sweatshirt I wore, like when I'm doing like calisthenics or something. Right. All right. But no, if when it's just a sweatshirt you're wearing to work every day when it's, you know, 60 degrees out in the morning. Or when it's 13 degrees in here. Two weeks. It's so cold in here. It freezes all the, it freezes all the germs off of this thing. It's like That's a, interesting. This is like a clean room, like in a, like in a lab. You know what it kind of, it kind of feels like when you go into an operating room. I've never been. You've never had an operation. No, dude. You think you're a finely tuned machine? You have no idea what's going on underneath this. No, you're just not fixing what's going on in there. There's clinks and clunks. No, my body fixes itself. The only time I even remotely went into any sort of operating room, I guess when I had my wisdom teeth out, but mm-hmm. that's more of a, that feels like just a... More of a procedure. Right. That just feels like an a amplified dentist. Mm-hmm. And then when I had that little skin cancer removed, but that was, that was almost just like a clinic. So no... I've never had to wow. go under the knife. Dude, I have great genes. I Had my dad not smoked four packs a day he probably still with us. for 40 years, he, he would have lived to 175 years old. That dude, he looked, even when the cancer was on him, 
He still looked young. Even in pictures, he looks pickled. Like, yeah, that looks well, like he was dude. definitely pickled. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> it looks like the dude could have really gone through some things. <laughs> he was definitely pickled. Either way. I, I, am, I am gobsmacked that you haven't had at least some sort of procedure. What, what do I need to do? Tell I me what I need no, to do. I, it's not. And by the way, I'm not wishing it upon Man, what you. What do you want me? You want me to get my gallbladder taken out? Fine. I'm just saying. Like, nothing's like popped up and you've had to go in. No, I'm, I'm a very blessed man. Now, if you had to have one, would you be scared? Nah, I don't care. Well, okay. Take me from this veil of tears. I don't care. No, it's so weird. I don't care if I check out right there on the on the operating table. Jeez, do we, <laughs> do we turn the mics off and have a real convo here oh, off air? Sorry, man. I'm just, I'm not afraid. <laughs> All right. Well, that's different. All right. Should we get the show moving? <laughs> Might as well. Since we totally know, well, I totally know. Come on. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Honest to God, I checked my alarm 65 times yesterday. Minimum. I, it'll happen. And then I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I slept like complete dog water last night. Because I bet every time you even slightly woke up, it was like, oh my God, I'm late. Oh, did it go off? Did it go off? Go yeah. And then I'd roll over. Oh, cool. It's 1130. Back to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. What time is it? What time is it? I've rolled over. It's 1132. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Because when we miss a day of work, it's just me and you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's anyone to cover. Right. You know, so it's it's a tough one. But Not saying our job's more important than anyone else. No, not at all. Not at all. It's definitely more glaring. There's n- there's no probably less important job on the planet Earth than what we do. Oh, hey. I'm just saying. Hey. You know, though, I will say this. You know, when, when you and I first started working together mm-hmm. back in 2018, if you can believe that. Good God. I was not the model employee. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I was, but would you inspire me to become better? Mm-hmm. You absolutely did. So I love when you screw up. Hey. <laughs> I love it because it shows you're human. As I tell my wife, look, if I didn't do something wrong every now and then, yeah, I wouldn't know what it tasted like. Right. I wouldn't know how it felt. You got to have the pain to feel the pleasure. And I, honestly, I want to feel what everyone else feels. So right. I, I have to screw up every now and then just to see how it's like. But I will say this. You have been late more times in the past two years than I have. Probably, actually. Which has only been twice. So it's, yeah. been, it's been twice in two years, so it's not that big of a deal. But I am in such a panic of letting you down. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to be here. That's that peer pressure. That's why I beat you here every day. Because I'm like, I have to beat Wood to work. Otherwise, I've let him down. That's accountability right there. Right. No, you, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm giving you a compliment. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing mornings, I, I think about it now. By the When I'm here in the morning is when I would normally like be leaving my house. Back in the day. There was a time where, yeah, you meandered in about 10 minutes before the show. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what the future held for us. It's weird to see how many other people in radio get in like five, 10 minutes before a show I don't starts. know how you do it. I don't, like, I would be so just cloudy from the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. By the time we go on the air, I've been here for about an hour and, I don't know, around an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I've already, like, I'm in work mode by the time the mics come on. Yesterday, I felt off the entire day. That's what happens. I, that's I hate it. I hate that feeling so much. Because, like, you have to jam everything in, you get going, and then all of a sudden, you're pretty much sitting there thinking, Okay, I forgot something. I screwed something yeah. up. You're constantly looking backwards, and then you're missing everything that you're supposed to be yeah. doing in that moment. It's, I'm telling you, man, getting up on time. And you know what's wild? I'm having this conversation with my parents. <laughs> my parents, God love them. Yes. I will talk to, like last night I talked to them. Hey, how's it going today? Oh, good. Just kind of laying around today. 
What time we get up? Noon. Dad, what are we doing? Your father, though, was a titan of industry. Yes. Let him relax. I'm telling you. Hey, let, let the poor guy relax. They are 20-year-old me. Yeah. You know. Now you know how it feels. They're laying around, smoking weed all day, <laughs> sleeping until noon. <laughs> You know, I mean, they are living their best life. I get it. They're retired and all that. But I'm telling them, hey, set an alarm, get up and attack the day. He did. That. He did that for 25 years. Let the man relax. He falls asleep with me on the phone. Hi. <laughs> well, be more interesting. That's, that's exactly what he said. But- I'll tell you this yesterday. So my son is 12 now, right? Mm-hmm. I get home from work yesterday. It was about 1130 in the morning when I walked through the door. And my daughter's up doing whatever. And I'm like, where the hell is Vincent? Oh, he's still sleeping. I was like, at 1130? What the hell? Oh, no. I was just like, that, that's... T- but I remember that as a teenager, man. You, you're you just tired all the time. Well, your body is growing. Right. I mean, like th- th- that is, like as I learned in college, one of my sleep classes... Your body does need a lot of sleep, so that is the teenager. Right. Like, the sleep rhythms and everything are off. That, that kid's almost as tall as me now. Like, he's shot up maybe four inches over this summer, so he, he needs the rest. But it's just weird to, again, with our weird schedules, mm-hmm. 11 o'clock in the afternoon to me feels like 5 o'clock at night. Right. Where I'm like, where is everybody? Let's get to work. Now, did you go in, kick open that door? Hell no, I'm not kicking open the door of a 12-year-old boy. Hell no. <laughs> All right, did you lightly knock and then open? I'll, I'll come down the stairs super loud. <laughs> hey, uh, Vinny! What's going on, man? I don't. I am not opening up. I was a 12-year-old boy. I'm not opening up that door without announcing myself first. So you let him just sleep in? Hell yeah. Why? Wow. Why not? Your parents, your parents clearly let you sleep in. Oh, no, they didn't. They yelled at me and threw water on me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> at what time, though? It was maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that, hey, we're, that's not here, here nor there. When the sun had crested and was now on its way down again for the day. Just when they're getting home, fine. <laughs> Guess we'll start our day at 4 in the afternoon, Mom. But, but, I, but I mean, I, I look, he's a 12-year-old boy. I'm going to let him do what he does. Now he, he can sleep as much as he wants to. That's fine. It's you, good for you. It's good for your brain. You know what's interesting? When I come home... Yeah. That's when the work starts. Right. You know, club mom is over. You know, there's people still walking around in pajamas. Oh, I, I know. That drives me nuts. And I, I just literally, I, hey, Murphy, what the hell are you doing with your life? You know, she's just walking by, iPad in one arm. Oh, she's seven, so. Yeah, no, like, she's six. Oh, Get it together. Yeah. Have you, have you looked into colleges yet? <laughs> by the way, hey. There's dog toys all over the floor. That's your daily job. I get, I crack the whip. People start moving. People start showing a little hustle around me. Right. That's all I'm saying. I, I you know, I'm different. I, I, I let my my whole my whole entire life I let walk all over me, including my very own children. You got you got to nip that in the bud, buddy. And that's why I'm so stressed out all the time because I got to do the dishes myself, the laundry, the everything. They're gonna be bringing you home, like you know. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. It'll be here, Dad. Here's a garbage sack of mm-hmm. clothes. Can I get twenty bucks right away? Yes, sir. Yes, my child. <laughs> Thank you for giving me this opportunity to serve thee. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, what the hell's Mary? You? <laughs> uh, and we're ready to do it this morning, dude. We are days away from the real start of football. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Oh my, dude, you have no idea of like the anticipation no, in my home. Look, I would. I know. I know. Football is life for you. Oh. And, I, and I've respected it low these many years. I think the Gophers kick off uh, their season on Thursday night. Come on, man. You know, I'll be real with you, Kelly. I'm yes. going to tell you right here and now. 
You're going to be garbage on Friday morning. Friday, you're going to have to be coming in strong. <laughs> I do every day during football season. You're going to have to be the heavy I on know, Thursday, on I, Friday morning. I know when you're up late watching football, and, and no one can see this because we're on the radio, but you will talk to me with your eyes closed. And you'll and you'll just be carrying on a conversation, looking in my general direction, but your eyes will be closed. Now, this and that's is, when I know that you were up all night watching football. This is a trick I learned delivering car parts in Atlanta. Right. If you're tired, you lean your head all the way back to where your eyes are just barely open. That sounds safe. Well, you can see the car because Atlanta's deadlock traffic all the time, right? So I'm parked anyways for, for most parts, and then I can see when the brake lights start to flash. And that like, wakes you up. Yep. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, boom. <laughs> it's like it's like 13 second micro naps. So you're saying I need a red flashing light over here. Like, all right, when well, it's your time to talk. <laughs> Bing. Oh, that's amazing, Kelly. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was annoying my family so bad yesterday. So you know, there's like all the I don't have cable. I was I, I cut the cord back in 2010. I was a trendsetter. Yes, mostly because I couldn't afford cable. I was about to say poor was not a trend, but that's I, fine. But I led the charge of cutting the cable. That's true, and I haven't had cable since. But. I do have an antenna on A lot of people don't realize that if you just hook your TV up to an antenna, you get like 30 channels. Now, they're not all good. I was about to say, a lot of the programming from the 1950s. A lot from there. Uh-huh. And, like, you get the buzzer network, which is all, like, game shows from the 70s, which is, <laughs> which is honestly fun to watch. Yeah, you watch, like, the Family Feud. It's like, show me something you're scared of. It's like, Communism 1. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the, the Big Bomb 2. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, like, the fashion is funny to see. The the prizes that they give away are hilarious. rice for a year. The furniture was all, like, velour. It was, it was just... But anyway, so there's a channel called Defy. And did you ever watch the show Swamp People? Oh! Were they, were they, they hunt, hunt alligators? alligators? Yeah. Yes. And I used to love that show. And now, and so whenever they add a new show to one of these channels, they'll do like a marathon all day long of that show. Oh. So they just added uh, Swamp People to Defy. Now, if you've never seen Swamp People, it's down in Louisiana. So everyone's talking like this. What I'm hearing and seeing is more gators than ever and more aggressive. Last year we had a population exploding. This year they're getting more aggressive. <laughs> and it's not and like- I guess that's because the numbers, they're getting hungry. They're running out of food. Yeah. And that's how these not guys talk. That, they're coming after the boat. Alligators would always run and hide and go down anytime they'd hear a boat. They go down now, anytime. And by the way, if you've never seen the show... They have subtitles on. Right. Like, it's not one of those things where you go in and turn the subtitles on. They have subtitles when these guys are talking because you have no idea what For people saying. speaking English. Yes. But it is really hard to understand sometimes. But because I had watched it so much, all last night with my family, was like, oh, man, I got to go make that dinner right there because we're going to have ourselves some Creole for dinner tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. I can hear it <laughs> in your house right now. My daughter got home from band practice. Like, how was that marching band practice tonight? Did y'all do a good job or did you? What? <laughs> were you in Satan's living room or where was y'all at? What? <laughs> my wife was like, you have to stop. <laughs> she came in. <laughs> Mr. Kelly, please. She came in because I didn't, I barely saw my wife yesterday. And she came into the bedroom when I was going to sleep. And I was like, did I tell you that Wu was late to work today? <laughs> Like, please. But I, I got into it and I couldn't, I like, it was like I couldn't break it. I couldn't get out of talking like that because it's fun. I was like, maybe that's why they do it. It's just because it's fun to talk like that. They, they just they kind of, you, you make up little sentences and phrases as you go. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's wild though. Like, as someone who did live in the South, yeah. 
Now, the Southeast, of course, very different. There are definitely dialects. Oh, yeah. Like, and you can tell, like, if you've been down there long enough, Louisiana, that is just a completely different. Oh, yeah. They work a lot of uh, French right. into their words as well. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll be talking a sentence all of a sudden, just like, bon de Yeah. yeah. So, th- so that must, that must be like where that comes from. That's so hard to understand. Yeah, but it, it's it's interesting because I was like, it's funny that you like you make snap judgments on people based on their accent. Like mm-hmm. when I hear a strong Midwestern accent, I instantly think kind. I just think it's a kind person. I can see that because it just I don't know. Maybe because I grew up in the Midwest. Maybe that's the way I think. Oh, don't you know? Oh, oh, for sure you can come over for some hot dish. Yeah. Well, so, how about the, when the movie Fargo came out? Yeah. I mean, that took off as every, everyone thought, you know, hey, did, did you throw somebody in the wood chipper? Yeah. No, but, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, no, for I sure. Oh. And then, you know, obviously the Northeast, that accent. Right. So, like, New York, when I hear, like, a New York accent, I think tough. I just think, like, that person's tough. Like a knob. <laughs> Enjoy your broom closet for two grand. When I when I hear California accent, like my brother is starting to develop now, Stone. I'm like, no, I'm just like weak. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I just think Californians are just weak. I, was, I went to stoner, but all right. Well, I, I don't know. My brother may be a stoner. I don't know. Mm. He maybe hides it very well. Southern, I, I also think just friendly, like the Texas accent. My my all of my wife's family lives in Houston, and I love their accent. Of course, they're 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 Hispanic and from Houston, so they're loud, super loud with heavy Southern accents. That's gonna be a unique sound. And I just I love being around it. So when I like when I was listening to that dude talk yesterday, what I'm hearing and seeing is more gators than ever and more aggressive. It just made me. I just had to talk a little bit like that. But I tell you this: if everything does go to crap one day, right? Yes. Like everything falls apart. That's who I'm going to. The old rednecks down south, like the. Oh, God, yeah. There are some guys I went to high school with that I won't lie to you. If they got caught in a room with four doors, it'd take them a minute to get out, all right? Right. But when it comes down to other things that they could figure out at the drop of a hat, we've talked about it before. You know, genius comes in a lot of different levels. Mm -hmm. There were dudes that I went to high school with that, yeah, they couldn't figure out trigonometry or geometry, all that stuff. But Lord Almighty, you could drop them in the middle of the woods for two weeks, and you'd come back, and they'd have a commune going. You well, know that, what I mean? That's these guys here. Yeah. Man. Like they, they just figure everything out. They're, they're out on the swamp for hours and hours and hours during the day. And can fix their boat like when it starts getting yeah. all funky. It's, it's crazy what they do. And the way they get these alligators is nuts on this show. Well, then they pull it up and they shoot it? Because well, there's, there's like one small spot in the back of the head where they have to shoot the alligator to kill it. Dad know that from watching the I knew the you were going to do the accent. I knew it was coming. I, I, I almost thought to myself, I wonder if we can get all the way through it. Oh, no, there's no way I can do that. Right, well, I need to find something to throw at you today once that accent comes you're, out. You're going to have to find multiple things. Because it's coming in pretty hot and heavy today. Oh, trust me, I'll tie a rope to it so I can just pull it on back every time. <laughs> just like they do when they catching them alligators. Here it comes. <laughs> what a great show, though. I, Swamp People is a phenomenal. I'm so glad it's on that channel, whatever it is. Have you had gator before? Yes, at the fair. It's not bad. It's it's a uh, greasy chicken, right? And Almost like equated with like dark meat chicken. It's a little tough. It's a little tough. I think I think you have to cook it precisely. Or yeah, it's tough. It's one of those things. And I, you know, hey, it's not bad at all. And there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, and they and these guys like and this is how they make the, within one month they make their living for the entire year. 
It's well, yeah, like the you know, like the crab fishermen and stuff yeah. too that they go crabbing for you know one or two months a year. <laughs> Jenna Larson texted in, shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> That's what that guy always says. Yeah, shoot him. Just em. like yelling nonsense. I'm like, can you settle <laughs> down, dude? I'm literally wrestling with an alligator. I don't need. I don't know how they do that with like that string. Like I feel like that would just like crush your hands. Well, I think it, they the alligator swallows that right, and then it's like stuck in there. Well, it's like a big old hook. That it's it's like a giant fishing hook that gets stuck in their mouth. And that's when they pull it to the le- the. They, they hang like rotten chicken yeah. off of a hook, and then the gator grabs it, and it like it barbs in their mouth, and they get stuck. And that's what they raise it up with, and then and then they chew it. Then they got to pull. Honestly, God, I'd be scared to death, like pulling that in. Oh, my God. And there's one. We're talking about a show that's, what, 15 years old? (laughs) (laughs) You get the hottest topics here. But no, there's one dude who's out there by himself. And I'm like, of course, he has a camera crew around. But before the cameras would follow him around, this dude's out there hunting alligators. Like, what if you fall out of the boat? I I can tell you, I don't know how much they're paying that camera guy. Yeah. He's not jumping in. No, hell no. Hey, no, this will be great B-roll footage yeah. for the news report later on. Be good, good safety footage. Daryl, I watch Swamp People every day. Sievert, I watch Swamp People every night. Okay. There, as soon as Kelly said Swamp People, and that first voice you played was the one I heard in my head. Yeah, that's Troy from the show. I wonder if he's still what what he's chewed him parlayed it into. Hopefully something lucrative. Yeah, I'll tie a rope to it. No, you won't. He was very worried yesterday in yesterday's episode that he wasn't going to get enough gators. I'm sure he did. I'm <laughs> sure remarkably he did. He did but <laughs> within one hour's time, he got he filled all his tags. It's what like I'll watch some. I watched like that Hot Wheels show with my son, who is insanely into Hot Wheels. Yeah, and every reality TV show in the history of the world. I don't care what it is. Right, right before commercial. Oh, I don't know if we're going to get this done. This is a right. huge, psh, and then my my son just turns to me, I don't know if it's getting done, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it will, Everett. Don't worry. It, it'll get done. And sure enough, it get, how'd you know, Dad? How did you know? He thinks I'm like a wizard. It's Then they always have this sound effect. I think this is the one. Yeah. I don't They're know like, if we're oh, going to get no gator this season. Will John Taffer be able to get the bar open in time? Uh, I don't know. Or is he going to have to shut it down? We're running behind schedule. <laughs> Oh, this one did. Shut it down. Yeah, boom. All right. And then, of course, then you get the commercial, then you get another 60-second recap when you yeah. come back. John Tafford has his most challenging restaurant ever or whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, they got it done. <laughs> and one, within one hour, too, which is crazy. Hey, uh, Chris wants to know, hey, could you take your uh, boat down to the swamp people and see if they can fix the bluegill? No, but I'll feed it to some gators. <laughs> I'll let a gator take a big bite out of it. We'll just leave her in the swamp. How much money would I have to give you to take the bluegill into swamp the gator-infested no. swamp waters? Can I get a new motor first? Because <laughs> there is no way in Hades I'm taking that thing out there. I won't be out there hunting for no alligators. Look at that fellow right there. Oh, going, no. He ain't coming back out there. He, the alligator done jumped in the boat. That boat sucks. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we do some history? Holy cow, we're running late for a Tuesday. We can th- All right, what are you going to do? Let's do it. That's my bad. I went on way too long about a show that I don't even think is on the air anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Wood, it was on this day all the way back in 1966. 
The Beatles performed their last concert at Candlestick Park. Great sound out of that one, too. Well, that's one of the reasons why they said they quit, because they didn't have the technology like now. Yeah. So they were like, the crowd couldn't hear us. We couldn't even hear ourselves over the crowd. So they, they absolutely hated touring. And that's why you would think that the Beatles would have made it into the 70s touring, but 66 was their last one. You go back and you look at some of these artists that we hold in such high esteem, and they were only around for a very short period yeah. of these that just exploded onto the scene, did their thing. And now, obviously, the Beatles all split up and kind of did their own thing for a while. I get all that. Right. But as a group, the Beatles weren't around for very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was like a two-year window. They released like four albums. Right. And, and then, like good ones, too. I think they only toured for something like three years. Like, Especially here in the United States. Yeah. Right. And they, they hated the, the song Help is about how much they hated touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on this day, what, back in 1977. If you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, just look right in my face. Memphis police caught three body snatchers trying to steal the body of Elvis just a week and a half after his burial. Vernon Presley had his son and wife's bodies moved from Forest Hill Cemetery to the grounds of Graceland. Mm, creepy. Right, it's very creepy. Why? Well, because then you have the body of Elvis. Okay. I don't know what you're going to do with it. You calling some friends over? Maybe. Okay. Propping them up in the corner? Yeah. Gross. It was on this day in 2005. The governor of Louisiana said today that she is considering the remarkable step of evacuating the remaining residents of New Orleans. On this day in 2005, Hurricane Katrina struck the Gulf Coast, killing 1,836 people. It caused $115 billion in damage. Hmm. I had a uh, cousin who went and volunteered his time down there when they were doing the cleanup. He said it, 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 it's, it's something that you can't get out of your mind. He was like, the smell, the sights, everything is just, it's burning there forever. Well, I mean, it, it literally is a town under the sea level yep. next to the sea. So when those walls and the levees broke, man, there was no holding it back. Yeah. That was something wild. Uh, I only got one birthday, and the guy isn't even alive anymore. Oh, come on. My bad, but uh, celebrate if he was still alive today. <laughs> today would have been Michael Jackson's birthday if he were alive. <laughs> Boy. I, again, I talk about a guy who absolutely dominated yeah. the musical landscape for a long time. I mean, 80s and early 90s for sure. And even the Jackson 5 just has some fantastic songs. And you kind of go, like we're talking about with Britney Spears, right? Like mm-hmm. all the people around her and all this kind of turmoil that she sees. Think about everything that went on around Michael Jackson. Now, I'm not excusing anything that he possibly allegedly did. Easy. Easy. But, you know, you go back and you look at how some of these people are just treated almost like cattle. We saw, we saw it with Elvis, too. Yep. You know, it's amazing if you're making other people money, what some people will do to you and they'll treat you as a commodity. That's my favorite line from the movie Elvis. We're like, get that boy to the stage. Or yeah, whatever. They're he, juicing him up with steroids. He didn't and, sound like Troy from Swampy. No, I, he, you can't I, shake it. I got one accent now that I can't get rid of. But, yeah, when they when that part where he collapses on the way to the stage and they're like, just pump him full of drugs and get him up there. It's just, it's sad to see. But and, if, uh, and if you, if like when I was grabbing that clip of Elvis for the earlier thing, if like if you watch some of those concerts, you can just tell he is just not even, like the, the lights are on, but no one's home. Right. It just looks blank Ugh. and sweaty. Uh, but Michael Jackson, boy, I have no idea. He could oh, have yeah, been I like, forgot uh, we were talking about that. Michael Jackson could have been like, what, 63 today? Ah, oh, you're close. <laughs> He'd have been able to retire. He would have been 65 today. Okay. 
And of course, if it's your God, what would he have looked like today? I probably the same. No. Well, his face was like plastic. Yeah. So. Who? Who? Know, how old did he look when he died? A hundred or twelve? It's hard to tell. Is he smiling? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's asleep. Of course, if it's your birthday today, and we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.